Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. I am Sam Rosenberg. Today's Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. Me and Shaka, we have to talk about what took place this past weekend. The Eagles shocked the Rams. The Jets made it a hell of a game against the Texans, but couldn't pull out the win. But Shaka, I got to ask the most important question, which is, how's Ezra doing? He's surviving. His dad doesn't know half the shit that he should know or what he's doing, really. But, I mean, somehow the little man is thriving. That's excellent to hear. I, I would expect nothing less from, from Ezra. And, of course, I would expect nothing less from you trying to figure out how the hell to make all this work. But you're doing it. Hey, I do my best. I can't say that for many offensive coordinators in the NFL right now, but I make it work. Dude, you make it work, which is certainly something that not all offensive coordinators in the NFL can say. Um, speaking of offensive woes, let's just jump right into the Eagles and the Rams. So the Eagles did kind of shock the Rams, won 30-23. This was the second time this season the Eagles have actually cracked 30 points. Nick Foles was the savior. The offense looked so much better with Nick Foles on the field. I'm not going to say it was a magical change. I'm not going to say that all of a sudden, you know, he needs to be the quarterback over Carson Wentz. I am not a crazy Eagles fan like that who's going to endorse something like that. But... What I really am going to highlight, and there's going to be a lot of things I'm going to rave about with the Eagles in this particular game, but for me, this told me, and I think the rest of the football world, much more about the Rams than it did the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, I think, were able to to move the ball, which was pretty impressive, and I think it also sort of exposed the fact that the Rams, you know, secondary, Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters, as amazing as these two have been, and as, you know, sort of high profile as their names are, it's not equating to play right now. I mean, Aqib Tlaib might not be 100%. He's coming back from injury, but he didn't look good. He got burned in this game. And Marcus Peters, this is not the first week where he's been burned multiple times uh, by quarterbacks and offensive coordinators, speaking of offensive coordinators, trying to do their jobs. Um, but I think the thing that really came out was I was listening to some of the my pundits recently, and they've talked about the fact that starting three weeks ago when the Rams played the Lions – the Lions lost that game, but they figured out something about this Rams offense and how to slow them down. They weren't getting deceived by all the window dressing. They weren't getting deceived by the movement. They weren't getting deceived by the jet sweeps. They weren't getting deceived by the play action. They pretty much were just like, you know what? We're going to just stay back here, and you guys are just going to have to come and get it. And oh. since then, the Rams have had some serious offensive woes. They didn't score many points in that Lions game. They didn't score any touchdowns in that game against the Bears that they lost. And then they struggled against uh, struggled again against the Eagles this past Sunday night. And Jared Goff is officially one touchdown and seven interceptions in that time. He's so really, really bad. Yeah, he's been very bad. Um, looks like you know season one Jared Goff type bad. So I've got a lot more things to say about this game, but that's kind of my first foray into what I started to see. I want to get some of your thoughts, maybe some of the things you took away from this game, Shaka. I mean, probably my biggest takeaway got to be the fact that the Eagles offensive line, I mean, they did the damn thing in this game. Uh, they gave Nick Foles plenty of time in the pocket to really get himself situated to make some good throws. And even when they couldn't hold the line, Foles was able to get just enough time to rifle, rifle off some good shots. Mm-hmm. Um, no sacks. The Eagles offensive line gave up no sacks in this game. So, you know, like a ferocious combination of Indomitian Sioux and, right, and Aaron Donald. This is supposed to be one of the best defensive fronts in the league. I don't know what happened. You know, um, so that was that was kind of an eye-opening stat for me. I got to see a little bit of this game, but I, I think the probably the biggest takeaway I got from this is just watching Jared Goff, and he looks. I mean, and you can almost say that the team 
offensively goes wherever the quarterback goes. And Jared Goff looked lethargic. Yeah. I mean, throws seemed a bit lifeless. A, a lot of overthrown passes, passes that should have, I mean, were to open receivers were just not connecting. Like, he was overthrowing a lot of guys on the sidelines. I, I, I just, there's such a uh, disconnect between the guy who we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs and who we watched against this Eagles team. And, I mean, granted, uh, you know, there's issues with both teams' secondaries. I, I just was, I was baffled, really, is the word I'm looking for, at how just, Aaron, Jared Goff looks like there's something wrong with him. Like, there's some kind of injury. Like, maybe his shoulder or something is not right. And I think he's just playing through it right now because things look like he's tweaked a little bit. And, it, I mean, look, this Rams passing offense really could not get much going against this Eagles D. And the secondary, actually, for the Eagles came through in quite a few big plays. They did. They did. This was the first time those sort of second-string B starters for the Eagles secondary started to really, you know, play well enough to make some serious plays. Yeah, but it made it hard for me to kind of gauge, is it more coming from, you know, is Maddox doing a great job in secondary coverage, or is this just Jared Goff not really having his mojo? I, I want to unpack that a little bit because this is something I've been thinking about as well. And I, and I have some thoughts on the Jared Goff situation because, okay, season one, I, I don't want to say these things were an anomaly. I think Jeff Fisher clearly had no idea how the hell to groom a young quarterback like Jared Goff. But this is his third season now. Okay, the only evidence that we've seen is we saw him play poorly season one. He was the number one overall pick and he was already looking to be a flop. And there was a lot of people who I think were ready to write him off, and they were like, clearly Carson Wentz was the better selection. Then he shows up last year with Sean McVay. He burns defenses to the ground. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And all of a sudden, we're sitting here saying, you know what? I guess maybe it was just the coaching. Well, if it is just the coaching, then it feels more to me like Jared Goff is not necessarily a talent who is able to be a product of his coaching and perform well in a system, but he seems to be more of a guy who is less of a talent and more of a product of the system and a product of the coaching. Because under Jeff Fisher in that offense, he really couldn't get anything going and he looked like dog shit. Then you put him with Sean McVay and all of a sudden he looks like a fantastic quarterback who, when he has enough time, when the play action's there, when everything works perfectly and he has his reads, he looks great. When he doesn't have his reads, when things have to speed up, when he has to sort of scramble and sort of move on the fly, you start to see situations where he makes mistakes. And I think over the last couple of weeks, we've started to see that more. And that's what I say where the defenses are not being fooled by all of the window dressing and the trickery and the movement that they do before the play call. They're just like, no. This is not going to be what we think it's going to be. We're going to hold to him and we're going to rush the quarterback and we're going to make him we're going to force him to make a quick decision. And they're finding that he's making bad decisions. He's making poor throws, he's overthrowing open receivers. I mean, he's not as sort of nimble on his feet mentally. You know, he can't go through his progressions as quickly as I think you would hope he would. And the other piece of evidence I'm going to show you I'm going to uh, I want to bring up is this. Last year in the playoffs Jared Goff was the worst quarterback of all the quarterbacks who started in the playoffs last year. They had a home game in L.A., and the Rams were just as exciting in offense as they were this year. Probably, I mean, maybe not as exciting, but they were pretty exciting last year. It was a very fun team to watch, and there was a lot of excitement around them. 
They had a home game against the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons beat the shit out of them. They, Jared Goff wasn't able to move the ball. He was making poor decisions. He didn't look good. And all of a sudden, this amazing Rams offense once again slowed down and sputtered and lost a home playoff game. And now we're in December, and they're starting to look bad at the wrong time. I think this is more a product of the fact that I don't think Goff is as good as we think he is, and I think he's more a product of the system. And I think right now, defensive coordinators are starting to figure out ways to get after this Rams system. And unless Sean McVay figures out a way to respond and try to sort of cook up some new plays to kind of get the offense going again, I think you're going to see the Rams stumble into the playoffs and lose at home again. I think you make some fair points there, but I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Please, I, I insist. So, first off, we got to remember, he's pretty young. I mean, this guy was born in 1994, which makes me throw up. Oh, my God. Bit. I just feel old. Super young. 24 years old. I mean, this is also his third year in the league. I mean, there are a lot of quarterbacks who really don't get their shit together until about the third year. And his numbers, honestly, are almost identical to what he finished up 2017 with, if you look at in terms of passing attempts, completions, yardage. He's actually throwing more yards passing uh, this year, but he's also had more attempts Mm -hmm. this season. Well, His quarterback rating last year was 52, and it's 64 this year. So numbers-wise, he's actually slightly better. The last couple of games have been just noteworthy for how sloppy he's looked. And I don't know, again, and this is why I'm, I'm saying devil's advocate. I feel like there's something physically off about him. He's playing through some kind of injury. I don't know if it's just that it's not disclosed or if he's just got some kind of soreness, but he just does not look the same. I will say, though, that I, I think you do have a point when um it's possible that Sean McVay has been kind of figured out because this Rams offense has been just blitzing teams for the last couple of years. It's got to slow down at some point. Someone's got to try something new. Even if they haven't, per se, figured out the offense, they're just throwing different defensive schemes to see what sticks. And they might have found some kind of success because I don't know if it's Jared Goff has not been amazing this entire time and we've been fooled into looking the other way, or if he actually legitimately has something wrong and McVay's offense is starting to to be visible. It's starting to come down to earth a little bit. Right, right. Can, uh, can What do you think happened to the Rams' defense? Like, is the Rams' defense, have, have they not been good? Because I feel like they've got a lot of high-profile names, but I'm just not seeing it on the field because the Eagles – the Eagles were able to do what they wanted to do offensively in this game. If I'm being honest, that's a much harder question. Aaron Donald, obviously, consummate professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, pound for pound, probably the best defensive player in the league every year. And Dominic Sue, if anything, I, I almost feel like he's underwhelmed a bit. And yeah, I of, agree. He has not. He has not played up to that contract. And I'm not sure if there's, you know, if this is a, a, a regression in his skills or if this is just. You know, him not fitting into the defensive scheme here, or he's just comfortable where he is not being the feature guy and just kind of playing behind Aaron Donald. I mean, again, I'd still rather have him on my team than not. But I don't really see, I mean, the difference, you know, having him on the on the front line. I mean, aside from that, Akub Salib had that bad um, ankle injury earlier this season against the Chargers, came back. He had an interception, actually. I think he got um, the only interception off of Nick Foles. That's correct. That's correct. But he, I mean, again, it's still kind of hard to gauge for him where he is offensive-wise. Barry's lost a step. Um, actually, that's the Barry's. I mean, Marcus Peters has lost a step. Yeah, he's Marcus Peters has been underwhelming all season. He's been a little bit. Um, he's been beatable this year for sure. Um, and there were a couple of plays I saw um offensively where he was just off the guy. Alshon Jeffrey 
I'm sure he's happy to see uh, Nick Foles on the field because he had a he had an absolute field day. Yeah, just run, running past guys and just out jumping them. And and ball. you have said it so many times before. What did you say about Nick Foles? Let him throw. That's let right. Shoot or shoot, man, and you got to let this guy fire it off. I mean, he again, Nick Foles. Not to say that he's better than Carson Wentz, but he definitely brings something that you notice is different to the offense. And it just shows in um and just his his selection pass wise and just how he he's a little bit more risky I would say in terms of some of the throws he makes. I agree. But a lot of the time he can be pretty successful. There's one I remember particularly to Alshon Jeffrey where he just really threaded the needle and threw it over his shoulder. Yeah. But I mean it was a big 25 30 yard gain. I I saw <laughs> at least three particular long throws by Nick Foles. And they might have all been on the same drive, where he hung in the pocket, waited for the 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 route to open up, and then threw that ball moments before he was just destroyed by a defender. Like he there took the hit. There was a jump throw. It almost looked like he hopped at the last minute to really get his arm behind it. And um, I think Alshon Jeffrey had to end up batting it down at the end. But I mean, that could have been a catch too. Mm-hmm. Just some of those throws that he, I mean, you would think. A guy who makes that many, I don't even call them risque throws, would have more interceptions. I, I think his his uh his selection process and just you know in terms of his decision making on those throws is has not steered him wrong in the last couple of seasons with the Eagles here. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think that there's really a different color that you see to this Eagles offense when he's out there. I mean, it was it was refreshing to see. I listen, I love Carson Wentz, but it was refreshing to see that spark happened. You hadn't seen Alshon Jeffrey get utilized in the offense at all over the last four or five weeks. And I mean, he was eight for eight for 160 yards. I mean, he beasted this Rams defense. And then the run game, the run game showed up. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you. Credit to the run game. Wendell Smallwood had some, he only had 10 carries, but he made every carry count. He Mm -hmm. had big touchdowns. And Adams had a couple nice hard runs for this team. I mean, just, just all around, I think everyone kind of stepped up and, really contributed uh you know albeit small small pieces they all put in work in this game um even golden state who is i think been trying to find his role in this game or with this team i should say mm-hmm. he, he, he you know he's still figuring out but he's you know he's contributing so i think all the pieces are are together right now and you know this eagles team is not they're not they're not going out without a fight absolutely uh, as an eagles fan it was exciting to watch i'm really glad that they you know, they stepped in there and hung in there against a, a pretty tough foe and opponent in the Rams. Uh, I still don't think they're 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 going to turn this thing around and stroll into the playoffs. I mean, listen, it was exciting to see the Giants and the Cowboys both get shut out. Um, somehow the Redskins won a game. I, I don't – let's not even go there. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to see this, this display. It was sort of another reminder of the fact that – there's still an amazing team hiding in there in this in these Eagles jerseys. I mean, Michael Bennett is leading the team in sacks, very quietly having a great season for the Eagles. He had a great game. Yeah, he did. Michael Bennett, I think, is really – it just stinks that he's not on a championship roster right now because he's yeah. playing a fantastic season considering, I think, you know, that the Seahawks were really ready to move on from him. Which is amazing. Now, I think it's time for us to move away from the Eagles and talk about your Jets. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally – well – so unfortunately, I was uh, at a holiday party. Oh, game live. However, I did take it in later, and I have to say, I mean, it wasn't 
Sam Darnold's best offensive game. Yeah. But I think it's the game I felt the best watching. There was listen, there were some really nice throws he made. That touchdown to Robbie Anderson I thought was nice. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of positives I took away from this game. I just I, really, I feel like really the Texans are on a roll. Yeah, and the Texans are a damn good team to really, you know, to go toe to toe with and really I mean, really made them earn this victory. Um probably in my opinion pound for pound the best wide receiver in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins. Holy shit, that right. guy's good. Just and I mean, I honestly I, I can't even say it was a terrible game by the Jets secondary to fight. I mean, but this is the guy. There's only one blown coverage, I would have said, on um, that big fifty yard touchdown that he caught just pretty much uncontested yes. in the end zone and fell down was the the really bad laps. But there was another touchdown he caught where I mean that the guy was all over him. I mean, there's no much there's not much else you can do besides pass interference, and yeah. he still caught the ball and brought it in. Yeah. So Hopkins single-handedly kept his team in it. But I, I thought the Jets played a fantastic game um, on both sides of the football. Really made the Sean Watson scramble out there. They made him earn his paycheck. Yeah. Um, and in Darnold, I, and this is the, what I felt what I felt so strongly about, was watching Darnold, I mean, make the right reads, make smart decisions with the football, um, and really, uh, when he scrambled in the pocket, he actually he actually sometimes decided to run forward. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't really seen him do much of this season. We know he's got legs, but he actually a couple of times decided to go for the first down yardage instead of taking a sack in the in the uh, in the end zone or in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was a lot of uh, you can see that he's been really really absorbing game footage and, and tapes and kind of you know expanding a little bit. You can see like a little bit of the growth, a little bit of the the progression here and I'm hoping this translates down the road to you know this is what we're looking at this is you know this is the promise for another season where you know he's actually got some more offensive tools because Quincy Nguyen is a free agent I mean there are a bunch of guys in the mm. team that are going as a free agent I think about a third of one third of the, the entire roster is free agents actually at the end of the season, which is a ridiculous amount when you think about it. I mean, um, it, it's ridiculous, but considering the fact that they want to build this team around Darnold, or at least they should yeah. want to build this team around Darnold, it probably positions them well, because then yeah. they're they're going to be able to shed some of these guys who are not working. Hopefully some of their rookies and their, their drafts are, are going to move up and actually take slots over, and then maybe they can blow some cash on a few free agent acquisitions. Yeah, they're also probably going to end up with a top five pick, depending on how the, the final... Uh, uh, the season ends for them pretty much. You know, they still got two games left, but right now they're projected at like a number four, or number five pick, I believe, depending on how things shake out, which is pretty good. I mean, obviously, I'm expecting them to go after an offensive lineman to really kind of shore up that um, pass and run game, which they really desperately need to kind of to help establish a run game to give Darnold some breathing room and, you know, uh, make the defenses uh, play them a little bit more honestly. But we'll see what happens in terms of uh, Mike McCagnon's. Uh, selection process i yeah. will say we had three pro bowlers um, i noticed that i noticed that it was uh jason myers the kicker first time we've ever had a kicker make the pro bowl that's impressive especially after he missed two extra points in that game well i think what happens is the voting is was done before this game i think it was done <laughs> like a couple days before so i mean those those don't really count they just the, didn't uh, really count those um we had also i think it was jamal adams Paul Adams, mm-hmm. and he, he made a promise that year that he was never going to miss the Pro Bowl again, so he, 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 stuck to, he stuck to his word, um, made a Pro Bowl, he's very emotional about it, and um, I think on special teams we had, um, 
Roberts, our our kick return. Oh yeah, Seth Roberts. He's been he's been, he's been really good. Um, he also caught a touchdown in this game, which I mean, he rarely plays on offense. That he one was nice. I saw that. That was a nice yeah. touchdown. So we had three Pro Bowlers this year. Hopefully next year we'll actually. You hey know, man, Eagles had three Pro Bowlers too: Zach Ertz, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Brooks. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. I, I Fletcher Cox is a no-brainer. Dude, he's been a monster this year. Absolutely fantastic defensive player. I'd kill to have a guy like that on the team. That so guy, congratulations to him. Thank you. That guy deserves every single cent that he gets. So yeah, I'm. I, I felt good about this game. I mean, obviously going forward, we're you know we're gonna see if Darnold can carry this over. I, look, there's there's a lot of good to say from this game. Um, they get the Packers next weekend. Yeah. And, and then I think they finish the season against the Patriots. They do. Patriots are the final game of the season. Aaron Rodgers says he's playing. So, um, and Darnold's a big Aaron Rodgers fan. So, it's going to be interesting to watch the showdown because the the Packers kind of have a prototype of what happens when you have a star and weapons just don't really materialize around him. And just, I mean, really, when you don't build around your star and force him to kind of single handedly carry the team, it doesn't really work very often. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope that the the Jets learn some lessons from the Packers because you know what, you might end up missing the playoffs and firing your coach. Yeah, and obviously, well, actually, believe it or not, one of the rumored um, replacements for Todd Bowles is Mike McCarthy. It's really, floating it's floating around out there right now. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on that one. I, I keep an eye on it. I, I I don't know if I feel good about it. I'm not super high on it. I mean, I guess he's a step up from Bowles, but I don't know if he's quite the guy i am I'm, I'm not i'm not really super vibing on it i'm waiting i'm waiting this one out it's just a rumor right now no I, I think you should wait it out i don't i don't i don't know if mike mccarthy is the right fit for that that darnold led jets team I, I just that that's my gut instinct i just think that there's probably a better option out there yeah i'm gonna roll with that one well um Jets are playing the Packers and the Patriots coming up. You think they can win any of these games? You think they can beat this Packers team? Um, that's a hard one just because I think regardless of where Aaron Rodgers stands, um, win-loss-wise in the, in the columns, he's still going to come out and compete. He's always, you know, he's always a competitor. He's Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, he's still got Devontae Adams out there, um, and the Jets' secondary is still suspect. Yeah. So and and know, listen, I, this is not going to be in Lambo. This is going to be in New York. Yeah. So I mean, if you think, if you look at, I mean, you just go back and watch the Hopkins tape, and how he was able to just really get into zones and and expose, you know, holes in the secondary. I I think the Packers can have some some modeling of a game plan to build on. Um, I don't think they're going to have Aaron Jones. I think he's still injured. No, um, I th- I I don't think he's coming. They might shut him down for the season. Yeah, it's looking bad for him. So I, I they're not going to have as much um, offensively. Well, it's pretty much a normal situation for them. They're pretty limited offensively, but even more so. Because I actually like that kid, Aaron Jones. I thought he was a great little piece that they really misplayed. No, I agree. For most, for most of the season. I, there were a couple games, I actually watched Packers games, where I saw him you know, line up in the slot, catch the ball in the backfield, run the football, and I was like, why is this guy not like a feature back? Like He should be getting James Conner you know, um, girly-esque just touches on the football. And I mean, I do like, feel very much like that's part of the reason McCarthy's been fired. I yeah, mean, this it, was it, really it, something, like, we all were seeing how talented Aaron Jones was, and yet for some reason they weren't utilizing him. So, and I mean, now um, now he's shut down for the season, so I, 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 I 
I'm going to go with the Jets at home with this one, just because I think they're going to nice. feed off of the energy and the competitiveness that they they had out there with the Texans. And I, I hope that it carries over. I think it's going to carry over. And I think they're going to give um, Aaron Rodgers a run for his money and send him home with a loss. Nice. Nice. I don't know if I feel the same way about the Eagles playing the Texans this weekend at home. I think that's going to be a great game, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a great game. I think the Eagles are going to certainly give them a run for their money because I think they're doing they're playing pretty well. But I mean, the Texans have just be, they've just gotten better as the season's gone on. Yeah. Uh, look, um, Deshaun Watson, who I watched in college, I thought he was a great college player. I never imagined he would turn into such a great NFL. He's really good. Really I mean, good. Certainly good. I, I still marvel, and it's still fun to watch him. You know, on the field, he can make any throw. He can scramble in the pocket. He's just a really smart guy. Um, so I hope to see him play for a long time. But I think yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I, I really like the Eagles in this one. I think that that front, that upfront pass rush, can really do some damage. We'll see how they manage to game plan Hopkins. I, I would I would imagine they got to go with a double team on him because the guy's just so good. Yeah. I mean, if there's if there's anything that the Eagles are going to get killed on in this game, it'll be DeAndre Hopkins burning down that defense. The guy, the guy's hands are made out of glue, so I I just hope that they at least just force the Texans to have someone else be the savior, because um, Hopkins is just he's just too good. Well, I hope so as well. I'm still going to be rooting for the Eagles, although it'll be a very very tight matchup. Um, that's all I got, man. That's, that's, I just wanted to talk some Eagles and yeah. some Jets. Anything else you got, you want to throw out there before we get out of here? Um, that Steelers Patriots game was pretty good. I think it's also showing us that the Patriots are. It's, it's something is rotten in the bit. state of New England. The set, the sun's setting a little bit. I watched a little bit of that game, which was, it was fun to watch two, two old ass quarterbacks go at it. But <laughs> there's something just a little bit off about it. I mean, all the tricks and the magic they've had, it's. You can see kind of, but you can see the the wires. Yeah, you know, and and listen, the fact that the fact that the Steelers, who have sort of, you know, the Patriots have kind of owned them in big games over the last handful of years. I mean, there were some really dicey decisions by Tom Brady in that game. Yeah, they had to. I think they were. I mean, even that one pass, uh, the big uh, 60, 70 yard touchdown to Chris Hogan. Yeah, that was. I mean. Brady was about to get murdered on that play, and yeah. they were they were playing pretty much balls to the wall the whole game. Yeah, and and you look back, and that was really one of the only moments that they were able to find any type of offense. The rest yeah. of the game, I mean, they really struggled. Lethargic. It was really it was hard to watch. Uh, well, listen. Hope hopefully the Patriots continue to go downhill. It'd be more. It'd be very very funny to see if they missed a first round bye this season. It would be great to see just some fresh blood going into and going deeper into the playoffs. Oh my God, I would love that. Um, all right, that's it, man. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening to Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can like my Facebook page, uh, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. And, of course, you can always email Shaka and I at SamSportsStation at gmail.com. But on that note, we're going to get the flock out of here. We're going to watch some games this weekend. Have a Merry Christmas, because that's less than a week away. And we'll probably, yeah, Chaka, next Tuesday's Christmas. I don't think we're going to record on that day. 
Probably not. Probably not. So enjoy the holidays. We'll probably be back between Christmas and New Year's to sort of give us give ourselves a nice little warm up for Week 17 and maybe start talking about Wild Card Weekend. But um, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll be back next week right after Christmas to talk about it. And uh, see you later. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, guys.